on today's show, the Dallas Mavericks fall to the Boston Celtics. Are they just a better team? Did the Mavs play terribly? What was the difference between the Mavs' loss to the Celtics? Only by nine. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. I believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show. Make Locked On Mavs your first listen today with the best way you can help us grow the show. Listen every day. Listen, okay, wait. Just one second. Listen. Tuesday, when you listen to this, my birthday. I hey. want to I want to hit a hundred thousand subscribers. That's what I want. We got thirty K. We're like a third of the way there almost. I want a hundred thousand. If you can't hit that, subscribe to the subtext for me. That's what I want. Subscribe to the there subtext for a month or so. Just Happy do early that. birthday. Just do that. Subscribe for my birthday. Am I using my birthday to get subs? Yeah, I am. Yeah, that's Happy fine. Happy birthday. Capitalism, to- baby. That's what I'm, that's what I'm all about. <laughs> uh, but the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five star review comment anything below let us know what's one reason why the Mavs lost this game to the Celtics joining me on the post game show as always what you got for me slightly biased why did the Mavericks lose to the Boston Celtics sometimes guys the the team's just better sometimes the team is just better they were we'll talk about are the Celtics just better are the Mavericks just talent deficient and that's why they can't win a game like this Uh, we'll talk about the foul deficiency between the two teams we'll talk about a bunch of things but i want to start here there is one reason why the mavs lost this game it's because currently there is a 10 game ticket package that several fans have bought that has been cursed really yes mo alum on twitter is somebody that's <laughs> followed the show for a long time that i know he had this ticket package he is now like i think six games in or five or six games in and they have been some of the worst losses that the season that this team has had oh, this year. No. This this game was another one. I had a dad and a son come up to me before the game and say, hey, we had that exact same 10-game ticket package. All the people around us in our section have it. And we're all like, what is going on? They have lost every single one of these home games in this 10-game ticket package. It's cursed slightly. I'm telling you, there's something about it. That is honestly hilarious. We need to know the other games. We need to like yeah, have we them do. penciled into the calendar to know what are these other games. Because the Mavs will sell season tickets where they'll sell the entire season or they'll sell mini packages where it's like 10 games or, or however many like that yeah. uh, at a time. And so, yeah, that one, <laughs> it's cursed. Yeah, just just let us know what the other games are so we know, like, yeah. hey, guys, there's not going to be an episode tonight. Yeah, we'll just we'll just be <laughs> yeah. like it's the, it's curse and we don't need to mess with the curse. We're not going to – or we do some kind of snow dance before. Do you ever do a snow dance? No, up. like a rain dance, but a snow dance. Maybe this is not a Texas thing, but uh, I grew up in in Ohio, and we was, it a, sounds like a it sounds like a very white person thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, not gonna lie. <laughs> but before a day where you are like, all right, maybe there's gonna be snow tomorrow. Well, like you turn your PJs inside out, you do a dance, and then you like, and then uh, you get a snow day the next day. That's like the hope. Oh, so, okay. In elementary school, we do that. But yeah, yeah. The difference to me was the two stars in this game. If we're going to actually talk about basketball and actually talk about why the Mavericks <laughs> lost this game, you look at the two stars and you just go, all right, let me see the difference between these two. Tatum and Brown combined for 72 points, 24 of 43 from the field. That's 50, almost 56%. It's really good. 
Luka and Kyrie, 56 points, 21 of 50 from the field. That's 42%. Mavs lost by nine, and the stars of the Celtics outscored the Mavs stars by 16. Yeah. No, I mean, this. I, to me, I feel like this is really – the Celtics are just a better team. They just are. They're 10 wins better in the win column. I mean, they're the best team in the NBA. Second night of back-to-back. I, there's some crazy stat going around that the Mavericks are 1-5 against teams on the second night of back-to-backs. That's not a stat that you want. Well, but, uh, yeah. Tatum and Brown according, were – According to me, like just my feeling of this season, they're 0-100 against when they had any kind of advantage against any team. It's yeah. like rest advantage, talent advantage, doesn't matter. They just lose any of those games. Well, also, too, the weird thing about the rest advantage, if the Clippers broadcast yesterday that I was watching was correct <laughs> – I saw you tweet The – Teams on four plus day, four days or more arrests are now two and nine this season, which is kind of weird. It is weird, but it makes sense because basketball is such a rhythm game too. At the same time, where you know, even over the course of the of a game, you guys get into rhythm and the shots go down. So that could have something to do with it. But no, like you said, Tatum and Brown were just really good tonight. They were hitting tough shots. It sucks because Jason Tatum's shoot, been shooting like seven percent from the field. It feels like over his last four games, and then he comes out tonight and it's just scorching hot. Jalen Brown is hitting so many incredibly tough but, shots, and that's what both, these two guys can do. But with both of them, this has been my thing all season. If the Mavs want to win anything real, right? If they ever want to come, like really compete, and I start looking around the league and I go, "Man, I just wish the Mavericks could have that one run where we go, all right, they're a good team. We expect them to win like fifty-five maybe 60 games. Like, can we ever get a Luka team that gets there? If they want to ever get there, you have to have an elite wing defender somewhere. Like, it, yeah. you've got to have one guy. To, for nights like this, it can't be both Tatum and Brown just going off and there's just no answer for them. Throwing Grant Williams at them. You're, like, they're taking it. Like, every turn that they took, it's like they're attacking Luka. They're attacking Kyrie. They're attacking Grant Williams. They're attacking Derek Jones Jr. They're attacking Josh Green. It's like, wait. Derek Jones Jr., Josh Green, Grant Williams, those are the guys that you want to cover those guys. And they're yeah. attacking them as if they're just normal def- like like advantage defenders, like mismatched defenders, basically. Because, uh, yeah. first of all, they are very good, right? Like, let's be real. They're both very good. They've been all NBA, all you know, all star type players. Brown's making more money than like some GDPs of, of <laughs> entire countries. And like they are very good, but I mean, it was just too easy for them at times. Yeah. No, yeah, the de- the defense tonight I thought was pretty porous. Um, yeah. Statistically, if you look at it, like it's it's not one of their worst defensive games as a team, but it was a little bit easy at times. The Mavericks just couldn't defend without fouling either, and I think a lot of that is the Celtics play like this, where they're aggressive and they're they're just they're a really hard team. Sometimes it, I I know that you, we want to get mad and blame guys. Sometimes they, I mean the Celtics are really really good and they're really difficult to guard. There was one possession, like in the second quarter, I thought the Mavericks did such a good job defensively. And the way the NBA is, you're going to rotate, you're going to send help, and the Celtics just move the ball around enough. That's great individual defense, and Al Horford's open for three in the corner because you just have to help off somebody. Somebody. And it's and it's Al Horford, who's a knockdown catch-and-shoot three-point guy. Like, they're a stacked team, and the Mavericks didn't, give, didn't help themselves. They shot themselves in the foot a bunch. I thought there was for some sure. really lazy defense, some terrible transition defense. Um, and some of these like long threes, the Mavericks love to shoot that just a hundred mile an hour fastballs off the rim. Cause they're so off and they go out to half court. Like those are, those are basically live ball turnovers. Right. Uh, but you know, like you said, yeah, the Mavericks definitely at some point and it's from what they, the, what it sounds like and what they're saying in like interviews about trades, they know that they need a guy like that. Yeah, and they, they do. do. And, like and, and like, I don't think they're going to get one this year, like during this season, um, uh, it was reported over the weekend that, you know, Mark Stein I sent this to the subtext subscribers. If you want to make my birthday well and good, 
subscribe to subtext. But I sent this to the subtext subscribers that Mark Stein reported that the Mavs have looked into Denny Advia, who is like a type of player like that, can play some yeah. really good defense, can play make a little bit, is a 6'9 wing. Like they're looking into these guys. They've looked into P.J. Washington. They've looked into, uh, you know, some other guy. Like they just looked into a bunch of dudes. And it's, it's going to be hard to find one. We talked about Herb Jones yesterday. Reggie and I talked about him. Like that's the dream. Like that's, that's one where if you can get your hands on him, I don't think with the assets they have right now, Maybe they could because it'll it'll be a bidding war for him. But this summer, know. this summer you'll have three picks, and maybe you, and then you definitely can make a move like that this summer. And they kind of have to make that type of move this summer. Yeah. It's the move I've been waiting on, and they finally will have the picks that'll finally catch up because that stupid Porzingis trade, which by the way he ducked the Mavs again. Uh, but <laughs> got to get the shot in. Got to get the shot in even after the loss. But uh, but yeah, since the first Porzingis trade happened, they still owe a pick. But I mean, they'll have to make that move. If they want to move forward at all with this team yeah I mean some of those names are interesting the Herb Jones stuff makes no sense to me I, I don't know why the Pelicans for would the move Pelican off of side. him yeah, no. yeah for the Pelicans for the Mavs it makes all the sense in the world for any team it makes all the sense in the world I, I have no idea why the Pelicans would do that and then uh who's the other guy oh Denny Avdia yeah Denny Avdia is interesting the problem is is he's like playing the best basketball of his life now and if you're the mm-hmm. Wizards it's like well I'm not just giving them away for free. And then if you're the Mavericks, it's like, right. well, we don't really have the trade assets, so we need to get guys who are pretty much getting given away for free at this deadline. It's like him and Koulibaly are their only interesting young guys. Like, they're not just going to give them away for nothing, right? It's like the Mavs yeah. with Omax and obviously Lively and, you know, even Hardy. They're just not going to give them away for nothing. We don't, they're not, like, overflowing with young guys here. They're not the thunder. Uh, but coming up, let's talk about – I want to talk about is it just – was it just that Boston was just better? Or there were actual differences in this game? Let's talk about the free throw difference, too, because I thought that was really interesting. And then we'll get into some of the, the ins and outs of this game coming up. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of props and odds and lines that you can get into. Uh, check it out, the NFL this weekend. All kinds of stuff that you can do. They have the Parlay Hub. I love the Parlay Hub because you can just go there. You don't have to build it yourself. A parlay is when you build a bunch of different bets combined, and then combined they like multiply to get you more money for putting in less, like, but they all have to hit. And those are kind of hard to put together. It's like, all right, team wins. They get this many, like, re- receiving yards. They get this many rushing yards, you know, different things like that. This quarterback has this many passing yards, something like that. And if they all hit, then you win a bunch more money than if you just put one down. And so that's kind of the fun thing you can do on FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash on. See what's available for you right there. And new customers get $150 in bonus bets. That means you – just get $150 to put down on anything. You can win and get the money off of it. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet, go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Appreciate each and every one of you. Appreciate everybody for subscribing to the subtext, for getting us to uh, 100,000 on YouTube. That's my that's my next goal. I'm just gonna throw I'm just going to throw the big one out there. Right, I want the little plaque. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, that 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 is a dream. <laughs> that plaque, plaque would just be cool. Uh, all right, slightly. Let's get into this game. Uh, the Celtics are a better team, and at some point, the Mavericks did not play their best basketball at all in the, no. in this game for sure. We talked about the difference between the stars, but the two teams it, it, they were fairly even coming out. I mean, Mavericks were up by two at the end of the first quarter, and it felt like all right, the Mavs have an opportunity here. And then in the second quarter, Boston's threes just started going down. And then I felt like the, the Celtics stars just started scoring a little too easy. Like it just became too easy for them to get certain buckets and to get into things. And then the third quarter, that's when it, you know, it felt like it kind of opened up a little bit, even though the Mavs made a comeback towards the end. And to me, 
what the Celtics did to the Mavericks on offense is what the Mavericks uh, – it was what a lot of teams do to the Mavericks. They try to just make it a one-on-one game. We're yeah. going to stay home. on it. it was like well, the game plan the Clippers have had against the Mavericks for years. We've got all these wing defenders, so we're just going to play this one-on-one game where Luka has – Freaking Sam Hauser in front of him. <laughs> he's, so he's going to look at him like barbecue chicken and just go at him. But we're going to send help at right the exact moment. And it's going to make it difficult for Luca to try and take advantage of that matchup. We're not just going to put Sam Hauser on an island and that's it, right? And yeah. so I felt like that made it into a one-on-one game. And then they didn't win in the one-on-one game with the two, two sets of stars. No, yeah, that's a great point. And we, we had moments that, like when Luca was having his absurd hot stretch where we were coming on here like, are teams at some point just going to say, you know what, we'll live one-on-one. We can't just keep helping off and giving these guys wide-open threes because it was just torch- – they were torching teams with it. But, uh, yeah, and this is why even a guy like Dante Exum, would like having him back would help so much because when sure. the game gets to that and you are you are matchup hunting, you need to find the weakest defender. And it's tough whenever you have maybe at most two guys you feel comfortable like dribbling the basketball. Uh, still a problem. Case tonight. Yeah, I mean, it is still a problem because Luke Second. and Kyrie, break, guy, break guys down, you miss a shot, so be it. You tip your cap to the defender. Other guys on the court, it's like, okay, that cannot be the best shot we could have possibly gotten right there. And I won't name, name names. Second <laughs> offensive possession of the game for the Mavericks. Josh Green drives right at Derek White, who's like a very unique defender in the NBA. He's looks yeah. like a small guard. He doesn't look menacing at all he has no hair anymore you just look at him and you're you're like I can score on this guy right like he's just another one of those small guards in the NBA no he's like the best guard rim protector in the league it makes no sense he's just got this timing and he just figured out how to stop stuff at the at the rim it's almost as if he uh played center when he was a kid and then he like you know stopped growing he's like all right now you have to become a guard but he still has those instincts around the rim and Josh Green just drove right at him and got hit it, his shot just completely blocked, and you're like, "Oh, that's just yeah. it." Just took away the confidence of just one more guy to handle the ball, and they didn't have it. And the reason why the Celtics could get away with that defense I was talking about earlier, where it's just one on one against Luca and Kyrie, is because their team defense is so good. Like their team concept is so good that everybody knows when to help and recover and rotate exactly when they need to. And it's one of the reasons why the Mavs have struggled this year. They don't have that same kind of team defense, but the Celtics do. They've played together, and they've got some really dang smart guys. Those mm-hmm. those three role players, White, uh, White, uh, Horford, and Holiday. I mean, those are like three of the smartest defenders in the whole NBA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are three like twenty plus million dollar a year players, like in the open market. <laughs> that that's how I don't know about Horford with his age, but I mean, like they just got great talent. They do, and like you said, their team defense is so great. They're so smart defensively, and you know, like. They know who to help off of, too. Like, it doesn't seem like there's ever really mistakes. Like, Derek Jones Jr. had multiple times this game, and this is something that I'm kind of watching, and, and it's starting to scare me a little bit. But Derek Jones Jr., you got to shoot the three. Like, if the three's open, you have to take yeah. it. And there were times in this game where he was, was way too hesitant on threes and tried to, you know, attack the paint. And Derek Lively's down there, and three guys are down there, and we're just throwing up contested layups Ex- against Horford. Except that double step back he took. Was it the first – was it, like, the first half? I think it was the first quarter. He took a double – he took a double step back three. I was like, "What are what are you doing?" I mean, he's he's had under thirty percent from three since the start of December. So yeah. we're at like a pretty uh, extended stretch here of some poor shooting from Derrick Jones Jr. But between him and Grant Williams, and uh, between him and Grant Williams, and then Josh Green's like 
inability to like drive, that's really hampered the Mavericks offense a lot this yeah. season. Like Yeah, it really has. All the and then Hardy not taking a step forward either. Like all the and Curry not being that, that good. He was out tonight, but not being that good, like that's really hurt the Mavericks. And then XM being injured. Like those are the, those are the big things. Like that's why the Mavericks offense has not been that good lately. Yeah. And you, you would like you would like to look at coaching and say, All right, can you guys like draw something up to get us out the mud? But it's tough when when you don't have a lot of like really great decision makers on the court. Like it makes it difficult. It, it just does. Guys with like if the first read's not there, okay, then what next? It's like the, the quarterbacks where it just falls apart. Well this is where I this is where I get frustrated. The the coaching staff has not planned for these things when you're like, this is obviously a problem going in. They're, all right, they have all these guards, but they don't have enough ball handlers and decision makers, like you said. So can we install something else into the offense that's that's another different look? This has been my thing with kid for so long. Can we can we put in something else where it's not just all right, a pick and roll, a double drag, a dribble handoff? It's we got to – I mean, there's got to be something else. They're smarter yeah. than me. Figure like <laughs> they've got to be able to figure something out. And that's been my frustration with. With Kid and you know the co- the coaches have at least on offense, but the, all this to say the Mavs' margin of error in this game was very small. Yeah, and they only lost by nine. So you know, one another one of the big difference is the foul difference, right? Yeah, that, you, you, that, you look at this and that was brutal. The Celtics took thirty free throws and the Mavs only took fourteen. Well, I don't think the Mavericks should look at this and say, "Oh, we only lost by nine. I think you got the Celtics like B game tonight. Like this was not the Celtics weren't super sharp. I mean, they're still the best team in the league and can still turn it on a record wise, the best team in the league. I don't want like nuggets fans jumping down my throat record wise. They're the best team in the league. Um, and they, 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 they like, like you said, the Mavericks have no margin of error in games like these. The, the Celtics do have some margin of error and the Mavericks had sure. to play almost perfect and they didn't. And yeah, they couldn't defend without fouling. Tatum had 19 free throws. Jeez. I did not realize he had that many free throws. They had 30. I, I can't they, were, they were coming from somewhere. <laughs> I can't remember too many of the of the foul calls that I disagreed with. I thought that there was maybe some calls the Mavericks didn't get that the Celtics that, were getting, but that's what got me. I think Luca pl- pulled a, the biggest Dwight Powell in this game. I think he got hit in the face four or five times, and I don't think he got yeah. a, fa- a free throw on any single one of them. The Celtics were were allowed to be more physical than the Mavericks, and sometimes yeah. that's going to frustrate you. Jason Kidd even said it after the game that the team got frustrated by the differential in the foul calls, and that. They didn't think that the Mavs were getting certain calls that the Celtics were getting, and they got frustrated, and then they hung their heads. It was the exact same story and script as last year, where this team gets discouraged by something, and then they hang their heads. And you saw Luka on some of those plays, like some of those defensive plays, where he was not putting in the effort like he has been this season. He's been very yeah. good defensively, and there were some times where he was getting frustrated and not putting in the effort. Yeah, that's that's a problem that's plagued this team for a while, and it's just we talked about it a bunch. They need to weed these games out. Kyrie himself has said it. Like, if they want to be a great team and be considered a great team, performances, you know, this is different because you are going up against the Celtics. This isn't like losing to the Grizzlies. Uh, but <laughs> the Grizzlies without John Morant this season. But yeah. uh, you got to weed games like this out of your system, and you just can't take yourself out of the game. Yeah. You know, I, I was listening to something about the Hoosiers movie. Stay in the game. That's what kid needs to say to Luca. I they should run picket fence. Heck, run it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I want to say uh, the, the thing I was listening to someone was like, it kind of feels like the Warriors ran some like <laughs> formation of picket fence. They probably did. The picket fence is probably what the Mavs ran in clutch last season, like all fourteen times when they had to get a game winning <laughs> shot. They didn't. They didn't get it. Uh, all right, coming up, let's talk about 
how the Mavericks move forward. Let's talk about more of this game. Guys that stood out, guys that didn't stand out. Let's talk about that coming up. Today's episode brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks Daily Fantasy made easy. You can go to pricepicks.com and all you have to do is pick two to six players and then more or less on their projections for their stats. So you want to go this weekend with all kinds of NFL picks. You go there, go to pricepicks.com and you pick more or less on, let's say, uh, Brock Purdy touchdowns thrown or yards passing yards thrown you want to go for the lions with all kinds of stuff i'm on ross St. brown rushing yards receiving yards you can do more or less on some of those projections combine them all together you can win money on that so go check it out they also have a reboot policy so let's say that one of those players gets injured in the first half of the, one of those games this weekend that player is rebooted so prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy go to pricepicks.com slash locked on nba use that code locked on nba because if you put 100 bucks into your account they'll give you 100 bucks so you'll have 200 total to work with and to play with have fun with pricepicks.com slash locked on nba and that code is locked on nba at pricepicks.com slash locked on nba thanks everybody for hanging out with us on locked on maps being part of the show part of the raccoon squad listening every day we've got a daily locked on maps show for you also, the 24-7 Locked On Sports Dallas stream on YouTube as well as Firestick TV. The, all the Dallas shows, Rangers, Stars, Cowboys, uh, Aggies, Longhorns, you name it. We got it. So check it out. 24-7 sports stream, Locked On Sports Dallas on YouTube and Firestick TV. All right, Slightly. One more thing I want to say about this. I want to say a bunch more things about this game. But the Celtics took 46 threes and 30 free throws. That's only happened 11 times this season for any team in the NBA. Hundreds of games have been played. That's only happened 11 times our team has done that. The Celtics have three of those games, (laughs) three of the 11. They just play that way. It's very rare that a team gets that many threes and free throws. Uh, They just outplayed the Mavs, and the Mavs just did not defend well enough or take the Celtics out of anything that they wanted to do, basically. That's modern basketball right there. They're the second-best offense, and I'm I'm wondering. Obviously, they're behind Indiana. Who would you feel more comfortable with as a team? Like, they, okay, this team needs a score. Indiana or Boston? I'm just thinking in my head. With Siakam now, it's probably different. It's still Boston, probably. Because when you, when so you so. need a score, you're relying on some, some one star's jumper, right? Yeah. And like, I think Tatum and Brown can get a shot better than Halliburton's weird jumper. Like, <laughs> Halliburton's weird jumper. It's also too. It's just like the the t- sheer amount of talent that the Celtics yeah. have, and just guys who like Drew Holiday's an at, like it fe- feels like an afterthought, like a catch and shoot guy purely on this team. I know he does more than that. He's had some really good games, but tonight he was he shot twelve threes tonight, thirteen <laughs> shots, twelve threes, just kind uh, of insane. Okay, one of the big things that I've I've failed to mention so far. Jason Kidd opted to go with Maxi Kleba at the end of this game instead of Derek Lively. He only played nine minutes in the second half. Why didn't Lively close this game? Celtics were just small. I mean, no KP tonight. Even with KP, they, they stretched the floor, obviously. But they were just going five out with five really good and capable shooters. And I, I just think the Mavericks liked having a guy like Maxi who can switch and play on the perimeter and you feel kind of comfortable with. And also, too, I, I think another thing that you have to maybe consider is when you're going up against an offense like Boston, you, you do have to be very crisp and uh, play almost perfect team defense. And maybe they just yeah. feel a little bit more comfortable with Maxi at this stage, you know, early in Lively's career, just more comfortable with a guy like Maxi who's been around the block a lot. And I thought Maxi played good defense in this game. Like the, the offense yeah. stuff is a little concerning for him for sure. 
Definitely. But he had some moments Ex- defensively that were kind of impressive. Except the, except the one drive reverse layup that he had that just came out of yeah. nowhere. Just sunned <laughs> Luke Cornett on that one drive. <laughs> that was impressive. But the threes, I mean, and we Those were talking about this before the show, is, you know, it's it's hard for fans. We want to win every game, and especially in stretches like these where it feels like they've been losing a lot lately. You want them to pull it out the mud and get wins. We have to like we have to remember for the team themselves. So this is true for every team that it's they like they look at it as a process more than anything else. And this team yeah. needs Maxi. Like they need him to be good, right. especially if the trade deadline goes how I think it's going to go, or the Mavericks don't make too many substantial ma- moves. Like if they want to make a run, they need him to be like a, a consistent guy for them off the bench. So you got to kind of let him play his way back into shape. It does suck that that's at the expense of Lively, maybe. Very. But in a matchup like this, that that kind of made some sense to me. I didn't think that was like too terrible of a decision. Yeah, there are two things that are true about this to me. One of them is what you just said: is that the Mavs do need Maxi to go farther because they they need that they need that like fifth defender that's a little bit bigger. Maxi, I thought his defense was pretty good around the rim. He had a couple of good blocks uh, at the rim and at least altered some drives and shots at the rim and at least contained some guys here and there. Um, you know, he's not like an all defensive player. I'm not trying to say that. And then we did mention his offense was not that great. But they do need him to go forward. Like remember the teams that remember the, the version of the Mavericks that worked in going to the Western Conference Finals. Maxi was hitting like a bunch of threes and closing and Dwight Powell was playing like nine minutes. You know, like they yeah. they need Maxi to be there, to be that switching guy to, to to work. And so they do need to play him back. It is a process, and so I'm with you on that. The thing about lively though, there's also with a rookie center, you've got this this ceiling, right? Because as good as he's been, as good as he's made the Mavs defense, and and like the type of player that he is, eventually he'll be able to play in those matchups. But as a 19-year-old rookie center that has not played in, the, in these situations, that is not that great switching right now because he's a 19-year-old center, right? Like you're not expecting him to be elite right away. He's not, you know, whoever, like name whoever. Uh, and so you've got some kind of a, a ceiling there. And yeah. he's not going to be able to play in some of these matchups like this. There are a lot of centers that can't play in ma- in matchups like this in yeah. general, right? If Porzingis was playing, it would pr- probably be different, actually. Think about it. They play a little bit bigger, and then maybe the Mavs go maxi and lively, and you can play a little different against the Celtics team. But instead, you've got Horford, who's very switchable, can be a three-point shooter, and lively was just – like he got caught so many times under like under the rim, and then the, his rotation was all the way to the three the three-point line. And you're like, dang. Yeah. And then he also wasn't giving them that much of an advantage on the other end. He was getting some rebounds. Like that was that was positive, but he wasn't giving them a huge advantage cuz they know they know how to defend that pick and roll and not just get killed over the top unless it was Luke Cornett. The, the Mavs connected on that twice. Yeah. With, with Luka and Lively against Cornett and I was like, "Oh." And then the Celtics adjusted and they never did again. But I was about to say how many minutes did cuz the, the Celtics ran a small ball group that had basically Tatum at the 5 at, at one point in this game that I thought was really interesting. So how many – Cornette played six minutes in the second half? Okay. Because, yeah, I did feel like when Cornette was on the floor, they are like, okay, finally, we can do we can do the Luka Lively pick. We can take it our Thank advantage. God. Here's yeah. the thing I want to talk to you about. This is kind of kind of related to this game, kind of not. And Dana and I were talking about this. The Mavs' small ball units have not worked so far this season. They're like a minus 13 net rating with without, like, Lively, Powell, Holmes, you know, Maxi on the court. Like these small ball units. Uh, first of all – why have why haven't they worked in your opinion? That's that's not even that's like a different iteration of small ball. Small ball in my brain is like Maxi at the five. Yeah, like that is small ball to me. Grant at the five is like pushing it. 
And like they'll have even rotations where it's even worse than that. Like their their iteration of small ball is just terrible. Like it's the the I mean Hardy barely played tonight, but over the course of the season it's been like three guards including Hardy and then Luca, I guess if you want to count him as like the four in this lineup, and then Grant Williams is the five. Oh, he's, he's two inches taller than Grant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Luca's the biggest player and the best rebounder on, on that group, and that's just not going to win you a lot of minutes or games. No. Uh, it's clearly something they want to do, though. They just don't create an advantage. Like, what's the advantage that they're creating that they don't already do when they're playing at least a little bigger, right? Yeah, your offense has to be just dominating the other team, basically, in those minutes. And they have not been able to do that. And a lot of that is like Grant Williams hasn't been very good lately. Seth Curry hasn't been what you wanted to. And he's, for some reason, always in those small ball lineups. I don't know why <laughs> Seth is always included in those. He didn't play tonight, but uh, over the no. course of the season. Yeah, he just had some disappointments. You need to get better at the wing. And you've got a rookie center that you've, you've got to work through at times. So, yeah, interesting. <sighs> There you go. Let us know in the comment section what's one reason why the Mavs lost this game. And uh, and let's see. Uh, oh, Kyrie Ir- Hold on, hold on, hold on. Kyrie Irving sprained his right thumb early in the loss against the Celtics. Mm. X-rays are negative. He's wearing a brace on it, but it doesn't anticipate missing any time. It's going to hurt. <laughs> that's what Kyrie said. It's going to Wait. hurt. I, I don't think there's anybody in the NBA that's 100% night tonight. What hand? His right thumb. Oh, so on his, on his shooting hand. Oh, yay. Sigh. This team, man. Well, hold on. Did you, did you think this was an embarrassing loss? Did I? Yeah, because no. I saw some people saying this was an embarrassing loss. I did not, no. Yeah. I this is, really doesn't either. even qualify for the Mavs' embarrassing losses this season. Yeah, somebody in my chat said this was the worst loss of the season. I'm like, dude, there's no. just simply no way. <laughs> there's, there's been it, some really bad ones. It may be – okay, this is the only way I can – can say it's the, it was one of the worst ones because it was right there because yeah. it was like right there like you had an opportunity to beat a really good team like this if you think about the rest if you take the rest advantage too literally like you probably shouldn't that, that's probably like it should just be a little lean it shouldn't be like oh because they have this rest advantage they should absolutely win if you take that too literally then I can see where you'd think that this is a really bad loss for them because it was just right there like it would have been such they like, just blew such a great opportunity yeah um, but no I they've think part had, of it they've too had way is, worse losses. It's it's more an indictment yeah. on the Mavericks than it is. Yeah, on yeah, this true, game. true, true. But uh, I think part of it too is they're they're now under five hundred since their eight and two start. So I think every loss is started like frustration starting to mount a little bit just amongst the fan base. I get it. Yeah, I get it too. Trust me, I feel the same way. I want this team. I just want to stretch. Like I get jealous of these teams that are like rattling off wins and every night for the Mavericks it feels like guys. I have no idea what to tell you. Their variance, their variance is so high, and it's it's going back and forth each game, and it's because yeah. of how they're set up right now. There you go. All right, let us know in the comment section what's one reason why the Mavs lost this game. We'll be back tomorrow, I think. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, <laughs> guys. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.